Hello, and welcome back to the Upper Bowl GM Podcast. We are here. We survived another Game 7. I'm sure most of you took the time to listen to Tuesday's very happy, victorious episode. Today, got a guest, recurring guest now, somebody who's been on before, Shelby. We came on way back in February before the trade deadline to talk about the Lightning, about what it'd be like going back to back to back, which is what the Lightning are trying to do. She stopped by the show today. We had a nice conversation about the series. And real quick, before we get to today's episode, a couple things. Number one, please, please, please subscribe to the show wherever you like to get your podcasts. The show is available on all of the major podcasting platforms. Number two, if you are using Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please leave the show a review. Apple Podcasts, you're going to hit that plus sign in the top right corner, so subscribe to the show. You're going to scroll down past our most recent handful of episodes. Underneath that, you're going to see five clear purple stars. Hit the one furthest to the right. That's a five-star review. Underneath that is a button with purple letters that says write a review. If you could be so kind as to leave a few words, that would help me out immensely. Reviews are really helpful for the show. Um, Real quick, before the episode... I'm happy, man. I'm not going to complain anymore. I would like to say I'm happy. I'm very content with where the Rangers are at. I expected them not to be Carolina. To be going into this series against Tampa Bay and have a reasonable chance of winning this series, that's pretty damn good, man. If you have a chance to win this time of year, that's all you can ask for. The Rangers have... The hottest goalie in the league right now. They are going up against the team with the best goalie in the league over the last handful of years in Andre Vasilevsky. I think the Rangers will make this a pretty competitive series. And I'm a lot more excited for this series now than I would have been, say, a month ago if you told me this is what we were looking at. This is why we play the games, folks. Sure, This probably isn't replicable or sustainable, and there's no real lessons to take away from this Rangers team other than Igor Shesterkin is fucking amazing, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Okay, I'll see you guys on the other side of the drop with my guest. And with that, I am very happy to welcome back to the show guest who came on back in February with an expectation that her team would be here. And she came in my DMs, I think it was 3 nothing, and asked me what time she was coming on the podcast today to record. So by demand, by the fate of hockey, uh, how are we doing, Shelbs? I'm good. I definitely invited myself on here, so I appreciate <laughs> you you letting me uh, come on today to, to shit talk and preview this series because all of a sudden we are no longer friends for the next, <laughs> you know, 13 business days. Something like that. I mean, I was going to ask at some point during the week. I just wasn't sure what your availability would be, but it's very nice it worked out. We were able to do it on the off day. Everybody gets to watch the Western Conference games to kind of, I don't want to say cool down after a game seven, but because that game's going to be batshit insane too. But that's what today is for all of us who are Rangers and Lightning fans. A cool down day. Just, uh, okay, we're here. We're going to see what happens. And you got to be getting tired of this, don't you? Don't, don't you have to be tired of, like, the constant stress in your life that the Lightning cause? 
Oh my God. You should hear my girlfriend. I mean, she's so beyond over this shit at this point of this. I mean, it's three, we're going on like almost three years straight of this. Um, so she's completely over it. I am, you know, walking on sunshine over here. Also, this might be a cool off day for you guys, but we've been sitting like lying in wait for nine yeah. days. So it's been like nine days without hockey, like a terrible precursor to the off season. And just, you can't do anything. Like you can't even know who your opponent is and you just sit and wait. So I'm very excited and jacked up for tomorrow night at MSG. Um, yeah, this is so exciting. I can't wait. I'm not I'm tired. <laughs> I mean, because I was thinking about it the other day because the Rangers did this to me a lot when I was younger. They went to the conference final, they went to the cup final, they went to the conference final again, and, you know, they never won the cup. And just at points, I was like, damn, man, this is a lot of emotional energy to be putting into men on knife shoes. This is a lot. It is. My mental well-being is tied to the, the men on knife shoes. So it's hit or miss. It's been hit the last two years, though, and I'm trying to keep it going. Um, but when we talked in February, like you did not think you would be here at all. No. I mean, no. I, I don't think anybody really thought the team that just started rebuilding three years ago was going to be here. But boy, the level of girt you guys have. I mean, you've been in five elimination games this year we've been in two so like i know the feeling but i mean five oh my god that's incredible what a streak it's something and this is something we you will understand very well the secret to being good in the playoffs is just having the better goalie uh the yeah. lightning have done that the last two years it's why they've won the stanley cup vasilevsky's been the best goalie in the league probably three years in a row now i'd say i know igor had the better statistical regular season and he'll win the vesna and all that but i would still say vasilevsky's definitely the best goalie in the league at the moment still and that is something we don't really get this that often where we see the mono mono of the two best goalies going head to head and it's going to make for a very interesting series because the way the rangers play is so heavily reliant on igor being the best goalie in the league that against a team like tampa they're just going to have a staring contest i really do think this is going to be an ugly rock fight kind of series where it's going to be a lot of low scoring games because these goalies are both insane I kind of, I obviously think that that's a very good point and is more than likely what's going to happen. But I think if you say both of these guys are going to be super solid, I think more of the pressure is going to fall on the guys in front and yeah. top six, bottom six of, of how they perform. We're obviously missing um, one of our best players in Braden Point, and he's probably not coming back. That's just my opinion. But that's, that's definitely, I mean, I, let me just preface this. The Lightning's top scorers in the playoffs right now are Ross Colton and Corey Perry. So that's just kind of an idea of where we are offensively. Um, but I am very excited because, like you said, I can't think of the last time that we even had a playoff series where there were two goalies of this caliber. And Vazzy is definitely battle-tested, but Igor... I mean, I said this when I came on your pod in February. It was like, Igor is the real deal, and he's yeah. definitely showed it. He's... It's really, that's the one thing I will not complain about. The Rangers have made my life very stressful for a long time. They got the goalie thing figured out. That I don't have to worry about. They, no matter what, they find these guys from the middle of nowhere. They find these backup goalies out of the middle of nowhere. They found Cam Talbot at Alabama Huntsville. They took Ronto from the Blackhawks. 
they've run through the line of goalies. I mean, they drafted Shesterkin, I think in 2014, I'm pretty sure the year they went to the cup final in the third or fourth round. And he only came over to the States in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. And it's crazy to think about the long-term planning that goes into it and just, He's been a revelation. I mean, if he is even like three quarters as good as he was this year, they're probably not this far along. They're just not. Well, I think it's a credit to him to be even being talked about in the same tone as Andre Vasilevsky. Now that Vasilevsky is being looked at as like being on the Mount Rushmore goaltending. I mean, that's a huge compliment for Igor. But I, I will say when I was watching game seven last night, uh, which congrats again, that was a blowout. But when I saw Igor let in too, I was like, well, you know, Vazzy wouldn't have done that in an elimination <laughs> game. So there you go right there. I mean, the thing is, and I think what makes this matchup so interesting is that this is a, as about a big a gap in experience as you could possibly have. This is the defending back-to-back Stanley Cup champions against a bunch of children who are looking around at each other and like, oh, we can keep playing hockey. And there's something to that, the naivety that goes into this team. And I was trying to think of what it reminded me of. And it came to me earlier when I was making dinner. It kind of reminds me of the way the Bengals were this year in the playoffs, where they won all of those close games by one goal, one goal, by one possession. They survived against the Raiders. They survived against um the Bills, etc. Understanding that, you know, it's they don't know how hard it is to win this time of year because they've never been here before. So they just enjoying the vibes and they're trying to keep the energy going. But comparison that to Tampa, who's been through the wars man i mean like you said this is three straight years and that doesn't even count the other conference finals appearances the other cup final appearance just it's a lot of miles on tampa i mean that was the overarching dialogue around tampa in the first round series against toronto and then in the second round series against florida was how are these guys still doing this yeah i mean everybody was saying we look so tired we look so exhausted yada 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 the toronto series was a bloody brawled right to the very end those teams were so evenly matched I cannot tell you how much I was sweating during game six and game seven I mean it was just a, an all-out fight for to the death but anyway then you come out of that series and you absolutely smoke the president's trophy winning Panthers sweep them in four hold them to three goals the entire series I mean it it all of a sudden the narrative completely switches and it's not that oh they're tired they're exhausted it's that oh they have all this experience and they know how to win so it's been really fun for me seeing everybody kind of flip I think the athletic I love the athletic this is a shameless plug for the athletic by the way um the athletic puts out like the odds before every series and I think this is the first series, the entire playoffs, where the Lightning are actually favored to yes. win because they weren't favored in Toronto. They weren't favored against the Panthers. So finally, I think people are kind of recognizing, holy shit, this team is now in the ECF for the third straight year and the sixth time in the last eight years or something. I mean, it's just not The Lightning refused to die. They just refused to die. That's the thing, man. You have all those high-end guys. I mean, Corey Perry just in the bumper spot very casually. I think he had, what, four goals, three goals in the Florida series, something like that. Yeah. And Braden Point spot where it's like, yeah, that's right. Corey Perry does know how to do that. He did score 50 goals once upon a time. He's not fast anymore, but he's still got the same hands. And it's very interesting that he's going to the cup probably he's in a conference final he could go to a cup final for a third straight year at this point what would you say you are most concerned about with the lightning going into this series against the rangers 
I think the offensive ability to generate goals to score. I mean, they, they've been able to win throughout the past three years in the playoffs um, in several different ways. They can, they can score a lot of goals or they can have Vazzy be on his shit and grind out these two goal, one goal wins. But this year in the playoffs, besides a couple of fluky games with Montreal, like they really haven't um, been doing this high scoring back and forth type thing. It's either been like Vazzy's there or he's not. Um, so I kind of am worried about that. Obviously the loss of Braden point is huge. And for whatever reason, I just have this vision of Truba taking out Kucherov. Like, I just feel like we are like cruising towards that moment because, you know, Truba is Truba. Um, other than that, that's it. I think it's going to be a great series. I really like, honestly, I like you guys, you know, I think you're a fun team. I liked rooting for you against the penguins and against the hurricanes. So this is kind of, kind of a bummer to have to go against you. I mean, it's weird because for most of the hockey world out there, they're just kind of like sick of the lightning. That's the vast majority of the popular opinion that they can't go three times in a row. They can't win the cup three times in a row. That would be bad, etc. I just, as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate just how fucking hard it is to win in these sports. So a lot of people are very tired of the lightning. I'm not. I'm very much enjoying that Ross Colton, another one of their AHL product guys, is very good. That Anthony Sorelli has been outstanding for them the last couple of years. I very much enjoy the storylines of getting invested in these guys early so that when they do get promoted from the AHL to the NHL and they gradually build themselves up over time, that stuff is cool. And the lightning have done that really well over the years. And it's one of the reasons they've had such staying power. I mean... I know it's, duh, they lost their entire third line from last year and they put together a new version of it. It's just crazy to think about. It is just crazy to think about. I mean, they replaced the best third line in hockey last year and they're still chugging along. I know. And how many times do you think we're going to have to hear that from ESPN? What's the over-under on that? Seven Uh, or eight? The former light, the former lightning Barkley Goudreau, the former Ranger Ryan McDonough. Oh, that... Don't play that drinking game. That'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Ryan McDonough stuff is going to be just out the wall. Um, Yeah. Those are going to be two huge storylines. Plus, Barclay Goodrow came out today and said he would pick Shesterkin over Vazzy, which, like, of course, what is he supposed to say? No, the (laughs) team we're playing is the better goalie. Like, yeah. So that sound bite will be beat to hell. Um, But yeah, I think, like, Honestly, Goodrow, I mean, his you've seen him on the penalty kill. Obviously, I think you tweeted out he's on some horse tranquilizers because yes. he definitely like broke his ankle and has been back in these two games. Um, but I mean, he knows us. He knows us really well. He knows our yeah. style of play. He knows how Vazzy is. I mean, that's a big asset to have when you're going against the defending champions. Um, what about you? What are your like concerns for the Rangers? Um, that they make Igor make like 60 saves every single game. And that's the strategy to win because like, don't get me wrong. It works. It's a very stressful way to watch hockey, expecting your goalie to save you. And it's just not a fun experience. It's too stressful for me at this point, after watching all the years of Henrik Lundqvist standing on his head to watch them do it to another goalie. It's just, it's kind of painful. Uh, other than that, I mean, 
The third line, the kid line has been producing. They've been okay. Panarin is playing hurt. He's doesn't really look like himself. The first line is either great or awful. There's no in between. And that's basically what swung most of the elimination games in the first and the second round was, okay, this is the games of Inijad and Kreider are actually going to play well. And that's what swung them in these close games. But I'm, my biggest concern is that they don't score enough. I mean, that's always what it comes down to this time of year, especially when you're going to play a team like Tampa that is very good at locking the game down, especially if they get a lead late. They're going to cross the red line, dump it down 45 seconds off the clock every single time. And I still have the lasting images in my head of them last year, of them with the lead against Montreal and just McDonough blocking every single shot that comes through, Chernak blocking every single shot that comes through. And the Lightning's ability to just put these games away is what's made them so good these last couple of years is they just don't make mistakes in those late game situations when the game is close, when they have a one goal lead. The Rangers are very much a, a vibes team where if things go bad, they go horrendous. Like they get Pittsburgh hangs a touchdown on them or like in game seven last night against Carolina, they scored first. They had a little bit of jump. They got out to nothing and then they pounced. That's the kind of group they are. They're not a I, I don't want to say they're not a resilient group because they have come back in both of these series. They've won coming from behind a lot this year. I think they had the most come from behind wins in the regular season of any team in the league, but they need the good energy to build off of that because you'll see it. The the sulking starts, then guys stop coming back on the four check, and that's when things get out of hand. Like that's what went wrong in those games in Pittsburgh was just the effort wasn't there in the neutral zone. You're losing puck battles. And when it starts to snowball on you and it gets out of hand, a team like Tampa's not gonna care. They they'll hang a six spot on you if you mess up. And this is a young group this is, I would say, exciting group. I mean, even though the Rangers' two best players, skaters and Fox and Panarin, are kind of hurt, they're still chugging along. I, I really didn't expect them to beat Carolina, but now that they have, I, there's a decent chance here. I said 60-40 Tampa wins the series was my guesstimate, and that's basically what Dom in the Athletic had. I think he had 65-30 yeah. or something like that. Yeah, but, well, Nick, I can't believe that you didn't expect to beat the Carolina Hurricanes, who were rocking with their backup goaltender and couldn't win a single game Vontas on the road good. and had a shit power play. I mean, he's good, but I, I, I know the stat going around right now is that the Rangers have only played a starting goaltender, like a true starting goaltender, one time. Their fourteen playoff games, um, but Ronta, yeah. you know, he's got the he's got the experience of being. I mean, I don't know. I guess give or take, but he's a one um, B. He, he's a tandem I, goalie. He's a starter. He's a decent goalie. He had a yeah. nine twenty one save percentage. He was decent. I'm not going to say he's the reason Carolina lost. He was fine. Yeah, the Kings looked absolute like dog shit yesterday. Yeah. Like from the jump, that game was over within the first ten minutes. They never had any other signs of life ever. Um, but also in that game, so Lindgren, is that his name? Yeah. That your defenseman? He took a yeah. pretty heavy cross Nasty, check. Yeah. And it looked like he was off to the locker room and then he came back. So do you have any like injury update on that? Or is he just getting, again, horse tranquilizer playing that, through it? That man is a Wolverine. That man has the adamantium skeleton. That, that man left... Mo, I think three of the seven games against Pittsburgh came back in all of them. 
He missed the two games that they got smoked in in Pittsburgh, but he's been playing hurt all year. I mean, it sucks because basically everybody's playing hurt this time of year. The season is 82 games long. You got to go through two playoff series just to get to a conference final. Everybody's hurt this time of year. From what I know, Lingren's fine. I mean, they've been kind of murmurs that Sammy Blay, who tore his ACL in October, has been skating the last couple of weeks. Maybe he slides in for Ryan Reeves. Other than that, the lineup from Game 7 is probably what you'll see uh, tomorrow. So you think Goodrow is good to go? Like, he's going to be in the lineup the rest of the way? Uh, unless something changes. I mean, he played both of the games, and he looked fine. He he had his normal range of mobility. He was fine on the kill. It didn't look like he was noticeably struggling skating or anything. So I would think so, yeah. I'm, I mean, Panarin is very clearly playing hurt. He That's really the only, like, noticeable injury I can think of off the top of my head. But other he's than that... money on the power play, right? Yeah. Like, he's got his, – his points are coming on the power plays. So, yes. I mean, he's fun to watch, the bread man. I mean, yeah. I really like that's, him. I like him a lot. That's the one thing I, I just wish he loves to slow the game down where he'll slow the brakes on and let the play develop around him. I wish he did it the way Kucherov does where he keeps moving. Like Kucherov will s- slow it down, but he won't totally stop moving. He will gradually glide into the zone, wait for the play to develop, and make the play happen. It's the one thing that teams have taken advantage of against Panarin in these playoffs is when he has the puck on his stick, he stops moving at five on five. He's going to plant in place and wait for the play to develop. And against an aggressive team like Carolina, that didn't work. I mean, they gave up a shorthanded goal because of it. So it's just one of those things where I really, really wish we didn't have to play the Lightning, man. I really wish we didn't have to play the lightning. Hey, listen, we could be sitting here a week from now. I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I am not thinking this is going to be a cakewalk at all. Actually, the first two series of this playoff season for us have, I've I've totally been like, I'm good with anything that happens. And I've been totally, you know, loving the result. But I mean, Toronto is a great team. Florida was a great team, supposedly. Didn't really see any flashes of that in the series. Um, but, and then you guys, I mean, I think out of Florida and Toronto, like I'm not so much like concerned about playing you guys. I'm more so like, this is going to be a really good series. And if we can get through this and then face, you know, the abs or the Oilers, whoever it may be, like, I feel like, well, this is the last hump. I think a team from the East is winning the cup this year. Let me just say this. I would tend to agree with you, but I- Colorado's fucking insane, man. We got to see it. I got to see them win the West before we can talk about Colorado because. I, yeah, I'm excited a, for the game tonight because is 4,400 year old Mike Smith going to be able to steal the games and will Connor McDavid score seven goals in a night? Like, I mean, that's going to be very interesting, but I think the Blues exposed the abs a little bit. Yeah, they definitely showed that they were beatable. Those games were close. They were yeah. close at times. <laughs> At times they were close. <laughs> um, yeah, that's going to be a good series. Really excited for that. One thing I wanted to ask you was, you know, we're going to be hearing the rest first rest with the lightning having nine days off. Y'all obviously traveled last night, have today off and play tomorrow at eight. Um, are you concerned about that? Do you think that works in your favor? Are you expecting game one to be just exhausted? I'm always of the opinion that you want to stay 
you want to stay locked in. I think if you're in a rhythm of playing every other day, I think that's just better off. We've seen that a lot. We see that a lot in the NFL where guys who don't play in week 18 now or before week 17 because they don't want to risk getting injured, they go into that first round playoff series. It takes a half of the game to kind of get their legs under them, get back into the routine of it. I'm definitely of the opinion that you want to keep as in your routine as much as possible. So playing every other day is is good. The only complaint is the 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 eight o'clock, then the three o'clock on the weekends, which can kind of be annoying. But other than that, the routine, it's better to be locked in. It's always better to be locked in. Yeah, the lightning are historically terrible in matinee games on weekends. So but uh yeah, Sunday will be our first home game. Everybody will travel probably after Friday night. I mean it's kind of a quick turnaround, so yeah. we'll see, but it should be a good series. I'm very, very excited, and I hope Igor versus Vazzy is everything it's been described to be, and I hope it's not, you know, lopsided one way or the other. That's all I ask. I, coming into the playoffs, I just wanted to be Pittsburgh. That was all I wanted. I was perfectly content. They won a series. I thought, okay, we'll probably lose to Carolina. We'll see what happens. They win that series. I'm not going to complain at this point. This team is a little bit ahead of where they're supposed to be. They've got their younger guys who playing pretty well. Hedl and Lafreniere have been outstanding in these playoffs, probably the Rangers' most consistent forwards on a nightly basis. So I'm not going to be greedy at this point. If they, As long as they don't get smoked in this series, I will not complain. Don't go out sad. Four, six games, four, seven games. That's all I'm asking for here. That's all I'm asking for. I mean, you might get it. You guys refuse to die. I mean, yeah. five times you've you've been up against it and you've come out the other side. So you guys are definitely a resilient group and you're young and you've got some some hunger. I mean, how many guys have yeah. won the cup on your team? Goodrow, Strom? Nah, just Goodrow. Uh, just Goodrow? That's the only person? Yep. That's why they went oh, out. Oh, wow. and Sammy Blay. And Sammy Blay, but he's not playing, so... I'm trying to because they made a point of going out to get guys who have been in like they traded for Goudreau. They made a big point of, okay, now we have a guy who knows how to win. They they made one guy. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, um, yeah. So you guys are extra hungry then. Yeah. I think we only have one, two guys, maybe three guys on our team who haven't won. So. Yeah, a little bit of a, a disparity there. Just a little bit in experience. I mean, it's crazy. The light, the bones of this Lightning team have been around forever. I mean, I still say it all the time in reference to when I talk about the Rangers and when you think about windows of contention. They drafted Hedman and Stamkos like 13, 14 years ago now. Like, that is a long time in the scope of hockey. And I it, it takes a while for these things to happen. I mean, it not entirely out of the realm of possibility if they lose that series against Columbus in the first round all those years ago. Another GM might have blown it up and retooled and traded away one of these important guys and tried to rework the roster. So there's something to it, that stick-to-itiveness and that intuition of knowing it'll be okay even though it didn't work out. And now the the Lightning are a machine. There's no other way to describe it. Yeah, I think Florida is definitely trying to follow our example after their sweep and say, look at what I'm on Reddit. You know, I'm a Redditor. Um, (laughs) So I I creep the subreddit, but that's what everybody's saying. They're like, look at the lightning. They didn't blow it up. They didn't fire Coop. They kept with the core group and look at where they are now. And I think that's a a great story, but it might be the exception to the rule. Um, 
just my opinion. Also, uh, yeah, everybody can blame Columbus for the lightning being a yes. problem. I mean, it's their fault. You can you can yell at them into the sun. I mean, it's totally their fault. That's why the lightning are so dominant and mean. Um, so thank you, Columbus, in the end. It also was a nice bit of karma to be able to like be the first team to sweep a President's Cup trophy winner in the playoffs since it was done to us. It was very poetic. I really, really loved that. Why does Florida irk you so much? I, every time you I mention the Panthers, I, I can feel them. the resentment. Every time you, you mention know, like, them, I feel it. And I, I like I hate Boston on like a level like of like yeah, I'm supposed to hate Boston, but Florida, it's like I don't know, it's so it's so guttural. It's like deep within my veins, I feel it. I think it's because we're so close in proximity to them and they mm. are kind of stealing our thunder. If, if if you want to say that, like they're like, we are the team from Florida. There's no room for two. I guess it's probably similar to how you guys feel about the Islanders. I mean, yeah. I would assume. Yeah. So I don't know. I just really don't like them. Plus like they were so dirty last year in the playoffs. It was yeah. just bad. This, I mean, this, this playoff series that we just had with them was unbelievable. I couldn't, I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. Cause it was just a total cakewalk for us. And I mean, the Panthers players being at the strip club till 3 a.m. the night before the game. I mean, it just was like everything went to shit over there. I don't know what happened, but I'm glad it did. Hey, man, sometimes sometimes you can just tell when the vibe is off. And they were down to nothing in that series. And it kind of felt like academic at that point. It didn't feel like they were going to win to get any games in Tampa. So it definitely had a weird energy that series. Yeah especially coming off of like the first series we had yeah. it was just totally totally different um but yeah i really i thank you guys for taking care of the penguins taking care of the canes i mean it would have been very boring to face the canes again that, that nothing about them screams oomph to me like there's no spark there there's nobody who i'm like oh they're fun to watch like when i watch mika i'm like He's fun to watch. His name is like ASMR to me. I love saying it. It's I, I love watching him. And there's nobody on the Kings that really does that for me. Maybe Aho, but not much. So they're gone. I'm glad they're gone. Thanks for taking care of them. And now come come get your ass whooped by Tampa. And you know, we'll see you on the way out. Okay. Who on the <laughs> Rangers scares you the most? Um Honestly, Truba. I don't know why I have this deep-seated <laughs> fear that Truba is going to hurt Cooch. And when it happens, I'm going to be texting you saying, Nick, I was right. I knew this was going to happen. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like he's taken out Crosby. He took out Jarvis last night. Like, he's headhunting. He's going to come for somebody. And I just, I, for whatever is, reason, I think it's going to be Cooch. He is such a bozo. He For somebody who's a professional athlete, he moves so like he's uncoordinated. He's constantly throwing these hits that are in that area of, uh, well, it's not against the rules, but you injured the guy, so maybe we should probably tr think about changing the rules. That's where I've been at on the head hits in the playoffs for years now. The rules, the way they are, suck. We need to do a more active job of protecting the players, and I completely agree. Yes, by the rule book, what he did last night to Jarv Jarvis, not a penalty. It should be a penalty. Same thing with what happened with Crosby. It wasn't called a penalty at the time. It probably should be. Yeah, I mean, if you're concussing someone, I mean, the whole, yeah. well, he didn't leave his skates. I mean, his skates didn't leave the ice. I mean, that's really like a very low bar to be, yeah. you know, setting of, of how to call these things. But uh, yeah, he's, I mean, also too, I think I'm scared of maybe a little bit of like Mika on the power play because he's yeah. been so hot. 
Um, but our penalty kill is really good. Like, I think this is going to be a really good matchup as far as like, we both have good penalty kills. We both have decent power plays. Like, I don't think either of us have a pronounced weakness coming into this series. Like I would have said about Florida with their lackluster power player, Carolina, not being able to win a game on the road, or, I mean, the Oilers with their goaltending situation. Um, I don't think there's like a flaw that either of us have that we can like exacerbate. I think it's just going to be a good fun series and hopefully, uh, you know, a long one and lots of good moments. You know what I'm predicting is going to happen at some point in this series? We are going to get some very silly Ryan Reeves, Patrick Maroon stuff in this series. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. Definitely. That's where Pat Maroon shines. Um, Also, too, you know, no, I mean, you know, he's won more playoff series in a row than like most franchises. I think he's only second to the Islanders at this point. Yes. So, I mean, the dude's, the dude's got the right to talk his shit, you know, like, what are you going to say to somebody who's like, Hey buddy, I've won 15 playoff series in a row. Like, what do you come back with? You know, like, I don't know how you shit talk Pat Maroon. I, I, somebody called him fat. I think I forgot who it was called the him Panthers. Fat. It yeah. was the fucking Florida Panthers. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can curse on the pod. You could curse. That's it out. That's <laughs> it's the fine. explicit rating. Yeah, I do hate the Panthers. You're right, Nick. I mean, I do. but it was them. They started the fat yeah. pat thing. Um, Seth, my boss, actually had him on his podcast, and he said that he's actually very he's fine with the fat pat. He's cool with it. It's not offensive. Okay. Um, so yeah, he's cool with it. I was very offended for him. I was ready to go to bat, but apparently he's cool with it. I'll be honest with you. Kucherov scares the fucking hell out of me. God, there's like I, no light behind those eyes. It's just all like pure focus and adrenaline. That man like broke my will to exist in 2015 when he was on that line with Tyler Johnson and Palat. When he scored that goal against the Rangers in overtime, that, that, cause 99 out of 100 times Henrik Lundqvist makes that save. He just was not expecting the shot to come. And now Kucherov's one of like the 10 best players in the entire sport and is constantly putting up like point and a half per game numbers. I mean, 60 something points over the last two years, last two years, meaning the two years they won the cup. I mean, just otherworldly good. And he's an asshole, which is kind of what you need your good players to be. Like you need them to want to be in the mix, to drive to the net, to be in those after the whistle scrums, like the prototypical, like if you were in a lab designing a guy, Kucherov's kind of what they look like. Yeah. And he was a second rounder, second rounder. And he's definitely in the conversation of like the top 10 players in this league for sure. In the playoffs, no question. I also think that if he weren't Russian, he would get a lot of the similar yes. praises that McDavid and 100% Kinnan and everybody else do. But, you know, it is what it is. I really am disappointed Braden points hurt. That guy is so fun to watch play. One of my favorite players to watch. I know. Mr. Crocs. He, like, <laughs> is the quintessential just, like, hockey dude. Like, he eats chicken tenders and wears Crocs and, like, His name is Braden. I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. And he's just like a god. Yeah, I, 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 I think he totally tore a muscle in his quad, and he's he's done. I don't think he's coming back, but I will be pleasantly surprised if he does. I mean, we we played a lot of this season without him, though. Yeah, like he he was injured in November. We played almost five weeks without him, and we had a great record. I think we only lost three times in the like eighteen or nineteen games he was out. So 
We know how to play without him. Um, Brandon Hagel, I think, is going to be a game-time decision as well. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been, like, hugely impactful um, so far, but still. I, don't, I, I think we would have to call up Riley Nash at that point, if you're familiar with him. I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> Yeah, so he's, I think he's on the taxi squad right now, taxi, quote unquote. Um, and then there's a couple other black aces they brought up from Syracuse, like Alex Bari Boulay. Um, but we'll see. I think Coop is going to stick with 11 and 7 the rest of the way. I, I'm not going to go as far as to say I think this is, I mean, without point, that's a major loss. It didn't show up in that series against Florida, but. That's a real test for them. I mean, Nick Paul has been very good for them in these playoffs, which I kind of didn't see coming. I mean, I've always thought he's a decent, solid support player, but he was really good in the Toronto series. Yeah, nobody saw it coming. Another (laughs) JBB deadline edition. I think when we were talking in February, I think I even said I was like, yeah, Julian said he's not making any moves. So, you know, that means there's moves coming. And then he goes out and makes those moves. I mean, they, they know the recipe at this point. No. They, they know what works, and he's been great, and he seems to fit in really well, and he's also a guy who hasn't won a cup yet, so he's hungry, and he had never been to the playoffs. I mean, he was on the yeah. Senators, so he was, like, gunning for a chance to show what he could do, and he definitely showed it in Game 7. Very you want to talk about Paul. You want to talk about a swing of life, living in Ottawa on, like, the third worst team in the entire league to moving to Tampa to going to the conference final. That's a pretty good change a good come up he definitely upgraded for sure but i don't know if we're gonna be able to keep him i don't know if we'll be able to sign him the lightning will find himself now into like you know lightning will find and we thought they will find cap space under the couch cushions they always do they always will find a way yeah we'll see we'll see okay two more things before i get you out of here and we go get ready for mcdavid mckinnon number one if you had to say this series will be a grind it out slog seven game type series or would you be more inclined to say you think this is a five or a sixer that goes kind of quick mm-hmm. um honestly i think it's a fiver or a sixer because and i think it's going to go quick and i think that's because either one of these teams is going to be too rusty or one of these teams is going to be just absolutely not able to match the play of Vasilevsky and co. I, th- I don't, I don't know. For some reason I'm thinking, I, the reason why I'm saying this is because the Calgary Oilers series was yeah. sold as like, this is going to be the best and it's going to be seven games and it's going to be nine goals a night. And then it just, it turned so quickly, you know, like it turned before we all even could really blink into a five game series. And for whatever reason, I think this Igor versus Fazzy debate, all the hype that's going into it, I, I just don't know if it'll deliver. I don't know. I'm going to go against the grain and say I think it's going to be a quick series one way or another. Okay. And then I need the prediction, ma'am. With, like in how many games? Yes. Okay. Which team are say... you picking and which oh boy, how many can... games? Yeah. You're giving me the Barclay Goodrow question. Which team <laughs> will I pick? Um, obviously – lightning i'm gonna say bolts i'll say bolts and six that's my prediction you? too that, oh that's, wow really yeah, yeah no i oh i have to finish God. writing my preview so it can go up tomorrow but the, i i have the lightning and six i the rangers are happy to be here i i'm not gonna complain no matter what just don't get embarrassed 
play a good series, make Tampa sweat a little bit. That's all I wanted against Carolina. Make Carolina sweat, and they pushed them over the edge, and they won. Now, we'll see what happens. I'm not getting my hopes up, but if there was ever a, t- a year to play Tampa, it would be right now because coin is out. That's all I'm going to say about that. Real quick. God, it must be nice to like feel like I, everything's gravy at this point and I don't care what happens. I mean, that must be so nice. I'm over here in anguish and you're just like, I'm just happy to be here. I am. I <laughs> I thought this team was cannon fodder in the playoffs like two months. In February when we did the pod, I thought they would make the playoffs, maybe win a series depending who they played. Nobody expected this. Just being frank with you. I mean, the team's yeah. entire premise for success this season was a power play that scored 25% of the time and a goalie having a 940 save percentage. That's not how you draw it up when you're planning the team on a dry erase board in July. Yeah. Shit like that, you can't account for that. You can't plan for that. So for it to work out the way it did, I'm not. I'm going to stop complaining. I'm going to stop pretending hockey makes sense. It never will, especially playoff yeah. hockey. No, not at all. My mom was watching with me last night and she was like, you know, it just, it just seems like there's a lot of luck involved in this sport. Yes. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty much all up to, to the hockey gods above what's bouncing where like the anal, that's why I think analytics and hockey are so hit or miss. Cause like, yes. yeah, goals against and, you know, save averages, all this stuff, like it's kind of useful, but so much of it is like chance and you know, luck and, and things like that. It's not like baseball where you're like, okay, yeah. this guy's hitting the 275 and we got a first base, like, you know, the money ball yeah. shit. It's not like that. All right, real quick. Edmonton or Colorado? I'm picking the Oilers. Ooh, okay. Okay. Little and, but I, it's just, it's purely because I don't want to face the Avalanche. I don't think anybody does. I think the Avalanche are definitely the favorites at this point. Oh, hundred percent. I mean, they had crazy odds coming into the playoffs. Like they were like plus two fifty, and the next closest team was plus six hundred, and that was in the first round when there were sixteen teams left. So, Colorado expected to be here. The Oilers kind of stumbled ass backwards here, kind of like the Rangers did in the same way. So, it should be fun. That's all I'm asking for from hockey at this point of the season. Good games. Hopefully, no five-game series. I'd like to see a lot of the good players. I mean, it sounds very dumb to say, but it's fun to watch good players play hockey. And there's a lot of them on all four of these teams that are left. So it should be a very fun viewing experience. Yeah, this is exciting. I can't wait for it to start. And we get to hear the Canadian anthem at least one more time, you know, throughout the rest of the way. All of Canada is relying on you, Connor McDavid. Better show up. Are you picking the Avs or are you picking the Oilers? I'm taking the Avs. I, I honestly, I'm easy money, free money. I, I'm upset. I picked my cup final was Calgary and Carolina, and I'm very much sitting. <gasps> I picked Calgary too. I picked Calgary and the Lightning, um, yeah. but I picked Calgary to win because you know I'm not going to jinx anything. Yes, but yeah, they busted my bracket completely, yeah. which sucks. And then the Rangers did too. I picked the Canes over the Rangers. I did too. I'm not going to bullshit. I did too. (laughs) I'm a pragmatist. I'm practical. I understand the limitations of my team. We need level-headed people like you, Nick. We really do. Thank you. I appreciate that. Before I get you out of here, you can plug whatever you want. Oh my gosh. Well, um, follow me on Twitter at Shelbs Damook, D-A-M-O-O-K. 
um, that's about all I have right now. Our blog is under construction. So if you go to my website, there's nothing there, but we will have it up soon. So yeah, five tool nukes. Thank you so much for coming on. This was fun. Well, thank you for letting me in invite myself on and then agreeing to let me come on. But yeah, this is going to be a great series. Appreciate you having me. And uh, yeah, go Bolts. I would say good luck, but I wouldn't mean it. So I'm not going to say it. There we go. Let's get the rivalry started, Nick. Uh, all right. That will just about do it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow. We will talk game one of the Oilers and Avalanche series and probably game one of the Rangers and Lightning series. I will see you guys then.